And so we need to get this. So, you know, it's better than the Constitution of the United States or even a contract. It's, it is linked to the blood covenant that God signed in blood with Jesus' name. That God, that God's covenant is signed with Jesus' name. And when you use Jesus' name, that puts the full effect and force of the new covenant at your disposal. Now, you're not manipulating God. We're simply obeying God because that's why he gave it. He doesn't want the devil to run over you or anyone else you love. So he's giving you something to use against his enemies. Remember, it's not just the devil's against you. Jesus takes it personal when you mess with you because you're his church. You're his people. He didn't say to Paul, why do you pick on so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so when he saw him on the road to Damascus? What did he say? Why are you persecuting me, Paul? He said, me. Why? Because... Jesus looks at us and identifies with us as himself, and he takes it personally. That's right. So whenever the devil affronts you with an, a thing or a thought or or the name of Jesus is what you need to use against him. So let's turn to Acts 4.12. Acts chapter 4.12. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. How many's gonna believe with me that we'll get this whole message done tonight? Amen. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, we gotta really believe here. Amen. I know we can do it. Hallelujah. I, if I run like a if I shoot like a, a machine gun, we'll get it. So you might have to buy the CD. Alright. Verse 12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There's no other name but the name of Jesus. Muhammad can't save you. Buddha can't save you. You can't save you. The president can't save you. Congress can't save you. Your next door neighbor can't save you. But the name of Jesus can. Amen. 429. Now, Lord, look on their threats. And grant to your servants that with all boldness that we may speak, may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. You see that? That's how things are done. It's through the name of Jesus. That's how the apostle and the early church did it. That's how you in the present day church can do it and will do it. Amen. Y'all with me? Yes. Y'all with the word more, more importantly. Yes. Amen. It's what the word says. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 through 11. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven, and of those on earth, and of those under the earth. That, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. There is no other name. And every name, every tongue will confess that name, Jesus. Even the devil. Have to confess that Jesus is Lord. 
the glory of God the Father. He's got to say it. He's going to be made to speak it with his own mouth. Oh, he's going to be fighting it that day. And I hope it burns his tongue as he speaks it. Hallelujah. Because he's going to be engulfed in the lake of fire. He's not going to be king of hell. There is no such king of hell. He'll be tormented the worst. Because he saw God in all his glory the first. And he's the first one to fall and lead others to... He, the devil's going to get the worst of torments in hell and the eternal punishment. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus against the enemies of God. Not only is this name exalted above every name, but it's also the name that has been given to you as the family of God. It's your name. My name is Pastor John Patrick Wink Jr. Jesus. <laughs> Why don't you, everybody say it right now. Say your full name and end with Jesus. John Patrick Wink Jr. Jesus. That's your family name. Come on now. Yes. What well, someone ought to be doing a Jehovah Jig somewhere? <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3. You don't believe me? It's in the Word. It's right there. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom what? The whole family in heaven and earth is? Come on now. That's your name. See, you're body of Christ. That means, that means you and Jesus are one. If he, he, he's, the Bible only identifies Jesus as his head. Well, a head without a body is what? A dead, both head and body, dead. You get your head decapitated, you're gone. You're not going to live. So Jesus is not separate from the church, nor is the church separate from him. We're one. And if it's his name, it's our name. His authority, it's our authority. His blood, it's our blood. Our blood relatives. Have you received the spirit of adoption, whereby you cry, Abba, Father? John 14, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That is a command. And when you obey that command, who's glorified? Father. Now that word ask in the Greek, um, the original Old the, the, New, the New Testament, as far as I know, there may be a Hebrew translation of it, I don't know, uh, but there is definitely a Greek translation that was made of it, and it was passed through all the, the providences and the churches and stuff through the early world. So, when I read the scriptures, you know, your English translations are not very good at the, I mean, there are some decent ones, but you really need to know and understand Greek. And so, you know, a little studying there, here and there, you can find out what that means. And the word ask, it really could be better translated um, demand, 
You could, you could say, and that whatever you demand in the name of the Father. Now remember, when you say demand, you're not demanding of God anything. All you're doing is demanding everything to come in line with what God said. You understand the difference? God said you're supposed to be healed. So I'm demanding that sickness to get out of my body in the name of Jesus. See, You need to come in line with what God said. And if you're not, you're adjusting, not him. I'm not demanding anything of the Lord. And Jesus said, and whatever you demand in my name, basically to come in line with his word, they'll do it. With purpose, glorify God. That Greek word ask is, comes from the word atio, and it means to be adamant in requesting and demanding assistance to meet tangible, tangible needs. It's not used just spiritual stuff. That Greek word means tangible needs. That means anything you need in this physical earth. You need a healing, because if you're sick, you need a healing. That's what it's for. Such as food, shelter, money, and so forth. Demanding is a better translation. You look at the Greek word. Now, it's not an arrogant way. You're not doing it in an arrogant way. But it's because you're completely, complete, everybody say completely. Completely. Dependent on him. And he is what you need, and he wants to give it to you. And you must come to him with boldness and confidence. Not this mealy mouth, I'm a worm kind of mentality. That's not a scriptural approach to the throne of God, brothers and sisters. It's not a scriptural approach. Jesus changes you. You're not a worm anymore. You're a child of the Most High God. Amen. I'm just saying, let's line up with the Word here. Amen? Hallelujah. And then you must come to Him with boldness, confidence, or faith, you could say, to the, you know, in, in, in based on what Father said and His good nature. I know God wants to do good because that's the way He is. Daddy is good. He's the best dad. I'm a, I'm a father of two children. He's better than me. That's, well, that's not too hard. But anyway. Thank God he's dead. Amen. Hebrews 4. Let's go to Hebrews 4. Oh, we're getting, we're getting this word tonight. Might want to buy this tape just because. The CD. I shouldn't say tape. I don't do these tapes anymore. All right. Hebrews 4.14. Look what it says here. This is Paul. He's the one who wrote the book of Hebrews. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. What is the basis and premises of what we're about ready to do? Because Jesus been there, done that, bought a t-shirt. <laughs> For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Do you have a problem? you have a weakness? Jesus was tempted. And look what it says. Let us therefore come boldly, not wimpish, not defeated, not, not because you can't, not because, oh, if it wasn't for the mercy of God. Yeah, it's true, it is the mercy of God, but it's not something you have to beg for. He offers it. Now you have to line up and boldly come to the throne of grace, Grace, that is an, that's a supernatural empowerment of God in your life. Something you can't do, but need done. 
grace is there to do it. You can't approach God on your own, can you? You have to go by the blood of Jesus. You've got to go by Jesus. Through Him, you can do it. You don't do it through Him, you won't do it. You can't. There is, you can't work yourself. Your good works aren't good enough. They're as filthy rags, Isaiah says. So we're basing everything and this approach to the throne of God based on Jesus, not who or what or whatever we were before we met the Lord. Okay? This is confidence, my brothers and sisters, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Do you have a need? Is there a time of need in your life? Grace and mercy is there for you if you approach it with the understanding of obeying God and to demand of the enemy to stop, remove himself from your situation or bodies or person or minds, whatever, whatever, whatever. Jesus said, I will do. You know what that means in the Greek? That is poise. Poizo. That's it, poizo. And it means, in part, to make, form, produce, bring about, cause, spoken of an external act as manifest in the production of something tangible, corporal, obvious to the senses, completed action. Jesus said, I will do it. In other words, I will do it in this world. I will come down in this, I will, my word, if you will approach it and speak it in the name, you will tangibly be healed. You will be healed. You will tangibly be blessed. You'll have a tangible blessing. And we don't do it to get tangible blessings. But the devil is trying to steal, and he can't do that unless we let him. So you need to not let him. Amen? This is why, this is the very reason that Peter was able to come to the man at the gate called Beautiful in Acts chapter 3. And he says, rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. No sickness is above the name of Jesus. No situation, no person no whatever, no demon can stay when you cast him out in the name of Jesus. He said, Peter said to him, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. That's what he said. And it wasn't just because it's Peter that's talking. It's because he, like me and you and all of us who are born again, have a new nature, a new covenant in the name of Jesus. That's why he did it. And you have it too. And, it, and this name, and it is the name of Jesus that God's eternal covenant guarantees our prayers to be answered. As long as it's prayed a scriptural prayer in line with the word, it's going to be answered. Do you believe, my brothers and sisters? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You must believe. And it's in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There is no other name that's going to get the results but Jesus' name. Not Bill Gates. That's not name. That name will not get you everything that you need. And I don't mean I'm not meaning to say this in a material way. I, I'm saying in all areas of your life, spirit, soul, and body. Now, so many, so many people teach only from a spiritual point of view or a soulish point of view. 
But they, they, they think if you talk about the body getting something, well, then that's just being, you know, carnal or earthly. No, God made the earth for you to enjoy it. I enjoy the earth a whole lot better if I'm not sitting up in a wheelchair unable to move. When I can walk on my own two feet and go outside and enjoy the world that God made for me. He made it for me. He made it for you too, but he made it for me. You know what I'm saying? I can do it a whole lot better on my own two feet than in a wheelchair. Am I against wheelchairs? Lord, no. If God has something better, I want what he wants. And they would, and believe me, there's not a person in a wheelchair that would not rather be walking and running and able to move and do. I haven't met one. Now, John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Well, that's in red in my Bible. Yes, it is. So if you're abiding in him and his word's abiding in you, you can do this. That's right. You can do it. You can, you'll know how to ask the Lord. You'll know how to approach the throne. You'll know what is and what isn't. <clears throat> you'll know if you're being selfish or carnal or if you're just being a person living in the world that God wants to bless. It's really not complicated. Let's go to John 16. And how do we do it? The name of Jesus. You do it in an... I don't do it in my own self. I have to do it in His strength and in His authority. Uh, John 16, 23. And in that day you will ask me nothing. And again, this word ask is a T-O. In both these... All, the, all three of these verses... And in that day you will ask or demand or say me nothing most assuredly. Now when the Lord says most assuredly, he means assuredly most. For sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Guarantee. This is for certain. This is for as Lord as you know as they say, as the Lord as long as the Lord lives. Okay? So shall so so I'll do this thing? That's what he's saying. Most assuredly. I mean, it would be nice if he said, if he just said, you know, ask me nothing, I say to you. That would have been nice. But he said, most assuredly. Why is he trying to emphasize something? Most assuredly, folks. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you atio the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Atio and you will receive that your joy may be full. Some of y'all going around sad and depressed. Well, you haven't asked or Tio in the name of the Lord Jesus yet, because you'll get it, and your joy will be full. Glory to God. Remember, our Father who art in heaven... That's what you do. You go to the Father in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You don't go to the Father when you rebuke the devil or the works of darkness. You demand Satan, sickness, and disease to leave in Jesus' name. 
But you ask, or whatever your petition is, in the name of the Father, to the, in the name of Jesus, to the Father. You don't, you don't go through anybody at this point. Okay? You don't even ask Jesus anymore. The Bible says, because of our covenant, we go directly to Father in the name of Jesus. I don't stop by any other person. I go straight to the Father. And that is, that is a scriptural approach of prayer. Any other kind is not found in your Bible. I guarantee it. It's not found there. Now, we look, looking carefully at John's Gospel, in these chapters 14, 15, and 16, which I read through, you see a glimpse of what being born again, in God's, in, born again into God's family is all about. You get a glimpse. Because you're in the family of God. Simply because, let me say it like this, simply because you're in the family of God, in any of these scriptures that we've read so far in John 14, 15, and 16, it didn't say anything about faith, having faith. It didn't say anything about believing. Simply because you're in his family, these are privileges afforded to you by just being a member of God's family. But we must ATO it. Let's turn to Ephesians 3, 1. Just because you're in the family of God, you have the right and privilege and actually the necessity and command of the Lord to pray and speak and command the devil and any other thing like that in the name of Jesus, just because I'm a child of God. Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me. Now you go. What did he just do? If all authority has been given unto him and he's commanding us to go, then all the authority that was given to him, he just now gave to us with a job to do. Now there's a job description involved there. And it's not to let the kingdom of darkness to have success. That's what it's for. It's to destroy the works of the enemy, to give the victory and the honor to the Lord, and give you the victory. Hallelujah. 3 1. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ, for, for Jesus, for you Gentiles. Now, I don't know why I got that. Maybe it was 11. <laughs> All right. Maybe it's verse 11 or something. But, um, but anyway, I'm just going to go on. This is all based on what Jesus has done for you. We are going to get done tonight. Glory to God. With time to spare. Amen. I'm preaching hard and fast. <laughs> but it's... It, but it's so important. It's imperative that you get this and use it. Don't just sit on what's being taught by the word here. Do it. Have, has anybody been pleading the blood more frequently here lately since we've been talking? Amen. And you notice, 
The glory level in church worship is going up, isn't it? It really has. You're putting a demand on the anointing of God, which God needs, because if there's no one pulling on it, he, you know, it's like a person who shows up in your house and you don't give him a job, he doesn't do anything but stand there. It's not that he isn't there. I mean, where in the, where in this universe is God not? He's mm -hmm. just standing there. He's just ready and willing. You need to start pulling on a demand on what he said we ought to be demanding. Not because we're doing it for our own strength, but because he told us to do it. If you're not doing it, you're in disobedience. And you'll, result, you'll reap the result of disobedience, and that is defeat. The devil will get away with junk in your life. So it's time to obey the word on this. Amen? Amen. And you might wonder, why is it the church is doing anything or using this today like they should? Why? Because the devil, the god of this world, has blinded their eyes to its power. The church is in, has been in somewhat of a state of ignorance, and it's not God's fault. Now, now, now I will say this. There are definitely bunches of churches now that are really getting a hold of this word, and they're really doing something for the kingdom of God with it. But if there's still defeat in your life, I guarantee you you're not using the blood, you're not basing your life on a covenant, and you're not using the name of Jesus. Because the minute the enemy rises, you need to rise up too. What? What, devil? Oh, no. That don't line with the word, so I'm going to bring you in the line in the name of Jesus. Take authority. Don't be wimpy-washy. He said to go. Well, I can't go if I'm going to be going and getting beat up by the enemy. I got to go and be able to beat the enemy, or else why go? Because he'll stop me. And so whatever I meant was set out to do for the kingdom of God, I can't do. So you've got to be able to go through and have victory in the name of Jesus. Amen. But the devil's blinded the eyes of most churches. You know, think about it like this in Acts. There wasn't an objection to the resurrection or the new birth teachings. But when in Acts... Let's turn to Acts 4. Remember when Peter was preaching? People got blessed, healed, touched, things happened. And he was brought before the council, the Pharisees. Remember? And what they do? They didn't condemn him for preaching at all except in one area. They didn't condemn him from talking about getting born again. They didn't condemn him from talking about the fact that Jesus is resurrected. Remember, this is the service. It was this He did this, and people got saved. And he was brought before them. Look at what verse 14 says in Acts 4. And seeing the man, remember the guy called Beautiful? He was healed in the name of Jesus, right? And seeing the man who had been healed, standing with them, they could say nothing <laughs> against it. Oh, my goodness. Sink your, sink your teeth into that scripture. 
when you walked in the name of Jesus and here stands beside you a person who had a tumor that was ripped off the side of their face, healed in the name of Jesus, who's going to say a word? They couldn't even say a thing. The proof had already been they, already, they had already come to the decision. This was the guy who could not walk, but now is walking. Born, he was born that way. From Amen. his birth, from his infancy, he couldn't walk. And here he is, standing. Hallelujah. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Now, verse 18, look what it says here. So they called them, and commanded them not to speak about, they didn't say speak about the resurrection, didn't say about the healing or anything, but speak at all, nor teach in what? The name, name of, of Jesus. Jesus. They were fussing with them about the name of Jesus. They were picking on the name of Jesus. See, the fact that we don't use it, letting the devil take advantage of us. See, the devil isn't trying to stop necessarily the teachings that we teach in the church. Unless we do it in the name of Jesus. In other words, I know somebody. His name's Jesus. And he's alive. That's when the resurrection becomes a, a more powerful thing. Because he is alive and I know him. And his name's Jesus. Because why? Because Jesus... Is just as powerful then as he is now, and he will always be. We can look to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, 8. Brothers and sisters, this is one of the most profound statements in the Bible. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. See, you, to talk to some churches and denominations, they act almost like there's no more power left because the apostles died out. The well, let's not name them. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid the naming. <laughs> what was that? There's some churches. <laughs> you devil. <laughs> look, look, to go to some churches... There is nothing but, there's a, there's a form of godliness, but there's absolutely no power in it. It's a religious right, and it's disgusting to me. I want the Bible, and I want everything in it to be working as it says it should be. And anything else, well, that's up to you. And if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, forever, if he healed when he walked the earth, he's healing now. Hallelujah. If he prospered and multiplied the fishes and the loaves, he's prospering and multiplying yours. Yes, he is. Amen. He's the same. There's no difference about the Jesus who walked the earth then as the Jesus who's in heaven at the right hand of the Father, who's the head of the body of his of Christ on the earth today. There's no difference. That's right. If he wanted it then, he hasn't changed. He wants it now. 
Do you have a need now? Do you have something right now where the devil's taking oppression upon you? Well, the Lord wanted to deliver the lady who had it way back when of a spirit of infirmity. He wanted to deliver. He's saying, He wants to do it for you now. Thank you, Lord. And if you'll slip into the anointing, you'll see it happen. Plead the blood, make much of the blood, keep the covenant. Teach your children the covenant and use the precious name of Jesus. And I mean use it now. And don't be tippy-toeing. Use it. Because what are you trying to do? How many knows that if God's kingdom is established on the earth, that's a good thing? That's what you're doing. If you refuse to do things by the blood, if you refuse to do things by a covenant, if you refuse to do things by the name of Jesus, you're not allowing his kingdom to be on the earth. And that really, in essence, is a shame and a sin. And we can't let that. I'm, I'm challenging you. I'm issuing a call. I'm saying stand on the word. The word says it. All you got to do is do it. We got we to gotta mix and match. We got to put together theology and then some action. Can't just be one or the other. They got to be together. Let's marry this thing together and start doing what God needs us to do. Because you know what? If you don't do it as the, as the body of Christ, as the believer, it will not be done. Because Jesus is not here on the earth. He's at heaven. And he told you to go. So, if you're sitting there waiting on God, God is really waiting on you. You got a situation in your life, God's waiting on you to do something about it. Not on your own strength, but by the word's sake, and by the name of Jesus, and by the blood of Jesus. He's waiting for you. Say this with me. I thank God I thank that I don't have to wait for God. But I got to do what God wants me to do. You're not waiting on Him now. He tells you to do it. Now there are times when you need to wait on the Lord in prayer. Because if you don't know something, well then you better wait till you know. Don't just do something without knowing. Don't do something unless you see it in the Word. But once you do it, once you see it, then you better start doing it because it's not going to happen until you do it. I mean, you can talk about it. You can go have coffee over this and discussions with your friends and all. But until you do something, it doesn't get done. And so let's marry together the word and some action. And the blessings of God will be upon your life in a mighty, mighty way. This, brothers and sisters, the blood, the covenant, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 tools in our hands. We've got to use them in these last days because the devil's getting away. The Bible says his wrath is getting more and more and more. And it is. It's, it's getting worse and worse and worse. It's, it is. All right? Well, you're no exception. And if you don't do something about it, in the name of Jesus, with the blood of Jesus, then you're going to be defeated. And the, and what, the wrath of Satan is going to get away with something in your life when it doesn't have to. 
And that's the part we got to remember. Amen? Amen? Well, let's thank the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the blood, the covenant, in the name of Jesus.